Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. show with david letterman years ago steven specter myself and josh in the audience for that one and that goes out to our friend gina in montgomery texas so she uh, she requested that song she gets it today uh, down in texas uh tyree kill was on the red carpet yesterday right did you see that he was on the red carpet for the awards and he said something about this team that should have chris jones's ears perked up keep in touch with uh patrick kelsey um, Chris Jones, obviously, um, he be in Miami all the time. So there's a lot of communication, you know, amongst us. You know, um, I yeah. tell the guys, congratulations, man. I'm so proud of you guys. And, um, yeah, I mean, I-, I wish it was kind of me. I'm like the sad yeah. little brother. So there you go, Chris Jones. You're like the sla- sad little brother is what Tyreek Hill said. If the Chiefs win on Sunday, when the Chiefs win on Sunday, right? Let's Let's play that game. They would have won back-to-back Super Bowls. And if you're Chris Jones and you're that free agent at the end of the year, how are you going to look yourself in the mirror and say, I got to go somewhere else because they're offering me more money when I got a chance at a three-peat? Never been done before. You would think they would be a lure, but he has been the four last five. He would, yeah. at that point, he would have three Super Bowl rings. Is uh-huh. that enough? Because Tyreek clearly wants more. Enough for what? Because he wants more recognition for what he's doing. I mean, he's doing unbelievable things. I don't think any is enough, right? I don't think I, like you can have ten and I, like Charles right. Haley leads the the you know, world, I'm, right? With like eight Super Bowl rings or whatever it is. And you'd probably ask him, is that enough? He'd say no. 
No, it's never enough. But with Tyreek, you know, the little brother, I've never heard him admit that. It's always been like he's confident being in Miami, made the right decision. Right, he's right. down there with Tua and how great Tua is, and all that big uh, Tua defense mm-hmm. thing they had going on last year. So I haven't really heard that about him. But, man, you got to think about how much more marketing you have with this team and being on this team. Right. Is it a big deal or not? Because when you're with the Chiefs, you're on primetime television. Mm-hmm. You know, love them or hate them. They, they love – the networks love the Chiefs. Love they bring them. in. I mean, you saw what they – what they did against the playoffs, I mean, these numbers, they've been put up at $56 million with the Ravens game. People are watching whether you love them to win or hate them, mm-hmm. but people are watching this to become a brand, the Mahomes brand and the Kansas City Chiefs. It's the biggest brand right now in the National Football League. So you lose all that, and part of the NFL is all about marketing now. It's yep. about marketing yourself. Whether you're in Cleveland or Arizona, these guys are buried. Yeah. You know, in Kansas City, they're prime time. They're getting the commercials. They're doing that kind of stuff. Chris Jones was on that direct TV with Kelsey earlier this year. But you go somewhere else and you come kind of out of sight, out of mind. It's going to be interesting you know, to Cosmer see. Found yeah. that out he found that out fast. If, if Eric Cosmer would have stayed here, I'm not saying he would have been a world superstar, but he would never got booed. He's a big star here yeah. in this town. He never got to that same stature in San Diego. Because he didn't he did do here. anything in San no, Diego. But, they didn't care. But they would have always welcomed him here, and that's the only thing. You're always welcome here. Right. And you actually want to leave that situation and that's the thing with Chris Jones. Is three Super Bowl rings enough? Mm-hmm. At that point, he'll cement himself in the Hall of Fame yeah. if he gets if that win Sunday. 100% will. But the Tyreek thing is interesting because you're going to have to deal with the Chiefs again, as Mitch said. you got to deal with them. Will right. Chris Jones, will three be enough uh, for Jones? Or would the Chiefs be like, hey, we need to spend this money elsewhere? Right. We've got other fish to fry. Ladarius Sneed, we really want to bring him back mm-hmm. instead of you, Chris. And so, so you don't know if, if that's a direction that they would look to in his age and everything else. But, yeah, I mean, when you play in Kansas City, things are just different. I Kelsey realized with his marketing ability, you know, playing here in Kansas City, he'd get the commercials. Even right. before Taylor Swift that's getting commercials or being on commercials with the homes or whatever and doing this. He couldn't do this in Cleveland. He couldn't do this in Cincinnati. But he's making all that ad revenue in Kansas City because of Patrick. Right. I mean, he's on the State Farm commercials and everything else because of Patrick Mahomes. Right. If, if Travis Kelsey was playing for another team and not having the success, he's not doing all the things he, he wouldn't host the Saturday Live if, right. if he's playing for the Carolina Panthers. No, he just would not because they're not winners, and, and the Chiefs are. And that's one of the things that Chris Jones has to factor in. It's going to be an interesting free agent period, you know, for Chris Jones and, and for the Chiefs to see what they do because Snead and Chris Jones are two big fish. You'd love to have both of those guys back. I think it's going to be difficult to have both of those guys back, but maybe there's a way they do something that they don't normally do and like give Chris Jones like a 10-year contract with eight dead years so they can spread the money out or something like that. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see how Chris Jones handles it well. Because if you win this championship, are you really going to want to go to Carolina or Cleveland or somebody's going to pay you more money and not have an opportunity to be part of a three-peat here in Kansas City? That's something that nobody else can offer you. Never been done. Never been done. And that's eight times it's been done back-to-back. So this would be the first... And it's something that's significant. It's very significant to be part of that team. It's not just the organization winning three in a row. You're a player that has won three in a row. Never been done in the NFL before. Patrick Mahomes is putting some distance between himself and history, but also putting some distance between himself and the other quarterbacks that are his contemporaries right now. And Mitch Holtis joined us earlier in the show and talked about how not only is Patrick rewriting the history books, he's rewriting the present tense and nobody around right now will ever be able to compete with him. Well, it's going to take, you know, a supreme effort to do it. We have seen organizations sit here and completely uh, look at themselves of what the chargers are trying to do. And, uh, and honestly, the losses to Buffalo and Baltimore are 
battles of the midway losses. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're in retreat. Their carriers are burning. So now what do they do? What what do they? How do we respond to this? And they're both facing cap issues. Uh, Baltimore not as much as Buffalo, uh, but the division's the same way. Now here's where Pat. But Pat stays humble in all this. He's not taunting anybody. He he respects these guys. Um, but it's what I said on uh, an interview I did. It was actually it was with Buffalo, uh, and it went viral. But it was good. I mean, this this is a Buffalo or Erie uh, or I don't know Western New York TV station, um, and I just said Bills Mafia was on their game. But he he won that game. I said the Raven flock was on their game, but he won that game. It's the West Montooth scene on Anchorman. Mm-hmm. You can be West Montooth and grab the ladder and push Patrick back into the bear cave, or you can go. I hate you, but God, I respect you. So you can, it's the whole thing I ended the game with, with the doubt, dislike, and disrespect. You've got to deal with the Chiefs. But I would say, too, you've got to respect the Chiefs. Even if you hate us, you've got to respect the way we're doing it. And you know what Patrick said this week that was smart? I loved it. Uh, you know, because all the comparisons to the Patriots. He said, I kind of think we're having more fun doing this. Yeah. Like, like look at our head coach. And, you know, and, and so, yeah, but we're doing it different. And we're doing it in a way that if you hate us, at least respect us. But you might like us if you get to know us better. That's Mitch Holtis talking about the Chiefs and the legacy that Patrick Mahomes has created and putting that distance between himself and the rest of the quarterbacks in the AFC. And, Jay, I think when you look around right now, Patrick Mahomes gets his three. Nobody active right now that are his contemporaries are ever going to come close to him because not only is Patrick Mahomes winning, he's winning when he's still very young. They're all his age, and there's no way they're going to catch and knock Patrick Mahomes off this mantle of of winning championships in the NFL. It's just not going to happen. No, it's going to be spread around. It's going to be spread because you think, all right, Mahomes not going to win one every single year. I mean, that's well, just you tell him that he will. Well, yeah, it's true. But uh, who can go on the run? Because I, I haven't seen a sustained run from another team. Right. I saw Baltimore get really good. Then you saw the injuries happen, and Baltimore become bad for a couple of years. Correct. And this year they get back on it. Get even back they on stuck it. into playoffs last year. Uh, the Bengals. Okay, they've been okay, but they haven't started great. I right. mean, even last year when they had Burrow, they weren't very good in the beginning of the season. They turned things around. Mm-hmm. But who has been that team that's been sustained good all the time? Chiefs. Like, even the Steelers were always good, but they weren't making the Super Bowl all the time. There's always the Patriots mm-hmm. and the Bills, but the Chiefs are the only team. You think, who can go on that run for that? I just don't see any active quarterback being able to do it. Ben Gabe coverage is brought to you by Community America Credit Union. Community America Credit Union is proud to be the exclusive banking partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Get your Chiefs checking account, including the exclusive Chiefs debit card at ChiefsChecking.com. Coming up here on 610 Sports Radio, we're going to head down to Las Vegas for our roundtable. Cody and Gold live on Radio Row will join us next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. 
Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome. We, we have been expecting you. Please, Don Fesco and Don Klingler insist that you have a seat. It's the 9 o'clock hour on a Friday. Have an offer. You can't refuse. We need to discuss some family business around the NFL and much, much more. Welcome to the Roundtable on Fesco in the morning. All right, it is that time on a Friday already. The roundtable is brought to you by Kansas Lottery. Jay Binkley and myself here on 610 Sports Radio. And then down in Las Vegas, Cody and Gold, where they've been all week on Radio Row, getting you ready for Super Bowl 58. We're still a long way away from that game, guys. I know you still got to pace yourselves a little bit to get through the uh, the next couple of days down there in Las Vegas. But have you guys sensed and seen it kind of shift a little bit from um, the 49ers being the favorite by the odds, but the Chiefs being the favorite for everybody's brain, if you will. Absolutely. It, it's been that, I would say, since we got here, Bob. I mean, it's, it's been weird to, to see uh, the public shift in the last two weeks, I would argue. Everybody w- was in love with Baltimore just a week or so ago and said the Chiefs had no chance, and now that they've gone on the road a couple games, suddenly everybody believes in the Chiefs, and uh, you just can't count out Patrick Mahomes, which I which I agree. We've been saying that in Kansas City for a while. Everybody else is, is catching back up with that line of thought. You Almost know, every single athlete or former athlete we've had mm-hmm. here, Bob, has said that exact thing. They describe it like, but you know Mahomes. Like, what are, you, what are we supposed <laughs> yeah. to do here? And we're like, yeah, no, we know. We get it. We definitely get it. I, I like the way you put that too, Cody, because everybody it, – it's – I don't want to say it's a defeatist attitude, but it's almost like a defeatist attitude where people go, well, I, I mean, Mahomes. Like, I just can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. And, and I'm looking at these folks, I'm going, but you did all year. Like, it took you until now to realize that as long as Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are in Kansas City or together – this is a Super Bowl team and should always be looked at as a Super Bowl team, regardless of what happens during the regular season. And guys, I think a lot of the problem anyway for, for me, you know, over the last couple of weeks is that so many people are making their statements and thoughts and decisions on the Chiefs based what happened in the regular season. That's an effing distant memory right now. Look at what they did in the last three games and you tell me what team you're riding with this weekend. A hundred percent. Yeah, that, that's exactly right because we Thank all know you. they're playing their best football right now. I mean, the, you, you break it down segment by segment of this football team. The offensive line is playing their best football of the season. Jawan Taylor, Donovan Smith, these two tackles playing their best football of the season. We all know that this wide receiver room, now that they've kind of narrowed it down a little bit, they're playing their best football. They're coming off a game in which they didn't have a single drop for the first time all year. And then we know defensively they've just been incredible the entire season. So th- th- this is a football team that you always – it's cliche, we always say – play your best football in, in January and February, but that's exactly what they've done yet again, and it's why uh, they're going to win on Sunday. Does it still I, uh, f- oh, what's that No, I was going to say, does it still feel like the villain role? Because Bob and I were talking about that a lot today, totally. how the Chiefs you know, embraced it on opening night. Do you sense that, too, when you see the fans and everything? Because it's what we hear a lot of. Anybody but the Chiefs is kind of the sentiment we've been getting. Yeah, so they're they're an uncommon villain. Like, I think we've pointed out that, like, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick were logical villains, right? Yep. 
felt like Darth Vader. You're like, oh, that's a bad guy, right? The movie started, and you're like, okay, that's a bad guy. We get it. This is more of the unsuspecting one. I don't think it come, came as naturally to them um, as far as, like, the personalities because I think it's really hard. Andy Reid's one of the most likable people in the entire NFL. Patrick Mahomes is incredibly likable. They, they've been able to only pick on one moment, Bink, and tried to make that his villain origin story when he complained after one game yeah. about the refs against the Bills, immediately apologized the next day. If that's all you got, they're not a common villain, but if you win this much in any sport, I don't care what league it is, you will instantly become everyone's most hated teams. And part of it because when you slowly beat them, you beat every team in the league in an important playoff game, well, then they have to hate you. And, and the funny thing, too, Cody, about him yelling at the ref after that Buffalo game, he wasn't yelling at the ref. He was yelling at Kadarius Tony through the right. referees. He was like being a good teammate at that point in time by taking his frustrations out on the ref when he probably wanted to take his frustrations out on Kadarius Tony, who obviously did something that nobody like ever does. And that's lineup offsides on offense. Like he was mad at Kadarius Tony, but because he's such a leader and a teammate, he channeled that energy towards the referees. And so you can't even get mad at him for that. No, not at all. And you're the the way he is approached being the villain, too, I'm sure you guys discussed this earlier in the week, the fact that he basically said it was kind of almost a shot at the Patriots. Like, we're going to have a little more fun at, with, with being a villain. And so for, for this to last for another decade or so, that they're, they're going to enjoy it. I think we saw that opening night with the way that both Kelsey and Mahomes handled it, kind of egging the crowd on. Like, I, I don't know if Tom Brady and Gronk necessarily and the Patriots organization as a whole – uh, w- would be willing to do that and have some fun with it. So I'm excited to see that the, the next couple of years going forward because they're they're going to be villains for a very long time, and I think uh, they've got the the quarterback that's willing to to play along a little bit. I, I feel that the Chiefs aren't even getting a, as much respect. Obviously, we can talk about the betting line and everything, but uh, as Bob and I were talking about the NFL awards last night, I'm sure there's been some buzz uh, there on Radio Row about that. But the AP voted for these things. Not one chief wasn't a finalist in anything. Not assistant coaches, coaches, moment, offense player, nobody. Which is really impressive when you think about a team on the cusp of winning its third Super Bowl in five years. They have nobody listed. Meaning they're not getting a lot of respect nationally. Andy some Reed, of that is Andy some Reed of would, that is just the standard they set. You yeah, know? but Andy Reid wouldn't even top 11. I know we've talked about the t- wouldn't right. even top 11 of coaches, but here's the thing. You always say you have to suck the year before. Well, Shanahan <laughs> and McDermott got votes. Shanahan was fourth. They were nine to one Super Bowl odds to win. The Bills were nine to one. Chiefs were just at six to one. So, and if the national media is saying the Chiefs have been this bad all year, then give them credit towards the end when they get in the Super Bowl. You know, it's hard though because those are again regular season awards. I don't disagree yeah. with anything you're saying, but Andy's going to have a hard time if he goes fifteen and two to win yep. Coach of the Year. Yeah. By the way, just if you guys were curious and you hadn't been on social media a while, Twitter still doesn't understand a joke. Last night, Offensive Player of the Year, or sorry, MVP, Tyree Kill was ahead of Patrick Mahomes. So, of course, you know, I fire off the, well, they clearly traded the wrong guy tweet, and they're like, <laughs> well, I don't know about that. And you're like, what do you think, I'm serious? They won the Super Bowl <laughs> yes. last year without Tyree Kill. Are you new to Twitter, they, Cody? <laughs> and, they, and then they're in the Super yeah, Ty- Bowl again. Tyree yeah. Kill was walking around Radio Row. Yes, he had no he had no interest in talking to Kansas City media this week. Really? Sure. Really? Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, good. I have no interest in hearing from him either. Um, <laughs> he, he, look, he, he wanted to be the highest paid wide receiver. Be careful what you wish for. You just may get it. And I, I'm going to play this cut from you from Tyree Kill from yesterday, and, and this is this is Tyree Kill, man. Keep in touch with uh, Patrick Kelsey, um, Chris Jones. Obviously, um, he be in Miami all the time, so 
there's a lot of communication, you know, amongst us. You know, um, I yeah. tell the guys, congratulations, man. I'm so proud of you guys. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I wish it was kind of me. I'm like the sad yeah. little brother. So there you hear it really at the end. He doesn't want to talk to Kansas City because he's mad that he took the money and ran and is not part of this. And, I, and guys, I we were talking about it this morning in relation to Chris Jones. You win Super Bowl number two in a row. You've got back-to-back championships. Are you really going to go sign somewhere else when you have an opportunity to be part of a three-peat here in Kansas City, which has never been done? And then Tyree Kill, a guy that you clearly are hanging out with during the offseason, has said, I kind of wish it was me. I feel like the you know the, the misplaced little brother in all of this. Yeah, that goes back to the effect that it has in free agency of winning too, as you were saying. I mean, is that is that enough to, to keep – players in Kansas City or to, to lure free agents to Kansas City. We know even on a smaller scale, that's that's why Drew Tranquil chose to to come to Kansas City to get a ring, and he's got a chance to get that on Sunday. I, I, I think it honestly depends on each individual player. Some some guys are going to just completely value money over anything, and I think for Chris Jones, legacy-wise, just winning another ring on Sunday puts him in a category where you know I, I think he would probably already end up into the Hall of Fame at that point, mm-hmm. and if he goes somewhere else and he doesn't get a ring this year, then, then it's a tougher case. He's going to have to play a couple more years getting double-digit sacks somewhere else to actually get in the Hall of Fame. Well, and, and also, too, I think this team is just better off without Tyreek Hill. And, and, and you can sit there and argue, and, and people are going to roll their eyes. You don't have Trent McDuffie without Tyreek Hill, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and, that, and George Karloftis came in the first round that year as well. And you have secured your defense for the next, I don't know, five or six years because you are the youngest defense, and a lot of the help that came on defense came with the picks you acquired from Tyreek Hill. And so I think they're a better overall team. Again, not better at the wide receiver position, clearly, but from a team 1-53, to they're better without Tyreek Hill than they are right now. And, and the results have proven it, guys. Back-to-back Super Bowls can't be argued with. Yeah, I, I think what the mistake people make when and, – and look, maybe I made the mistake before covering a team that is doing things that dynasties do is – Pretending like you should re- you should do it the same way every time. That's not right. a good approach. You can't just be like, run it back, right? We remember that. You can't just put the entire team back together the same way every year and hope that the results are the same. That very, very rarely works back. The team I always go back to is the, um, the Rams. Mm-hmm. The Rams in the middle of their run, they were the best team in the entire NFL for three consecutive years. They got one ring mainly because they were the best team in the NFL three straight years the exact same way. And, and winning that way is harder. The Chiefs got a win with the super-powered offense and Tyreek Hill, and now they get a win with the super-powered defense for a year or two, and then maybe in a few more years they'll be mediocre on defense and they'll draft some other superstar. That's fine. Yeah. It can be – it doesn't have to be one way across the board. Sometimes Tom Brady won a Super Bowl with, you know, Wes Welkers is number one, and one time he won – you know, like or he made it to a Super Bowl with Randy Moss, right? You get a choice in – going a couple different ways right and and also you can't be afraid to get rid of your own players I was having a conversation with somebody who uh, in professional sports you know worked for a winning organization in another sport and and the conversation led to the you can't be afraid to get rid of your own players it's okay you can't have that FOMO you can get rid of your own players and become better as a team the New England Patriots did do talk about Vince Wilfork being gone and some of the other players that they moved on from and you're like wow I can't believe they're moving on from that guy. And most of those guys you never heard from again. The Chiefs have that mentality. Other than the quarterback and the tight end right now, there is nobody on this team that they're afraid to move on from. They moved on from the greatest wide receiver in franchise history and have gone to back-to-back Super Bowls. So they're not going to say, okay, we're not going to move on. We're, we're gonna, we got to keep this guy and overspend to keep this guy. They're not going to be afraid to move on from their players, and that's good. 
It is, and yet when Chris Jones, let's say, is not back in Kansas City next year, you know there'll be plenty of people coming out of the woodwork nationally saying, well, without, without Chris Jones, you know, I just I just don't see this team being able to go again. You know that's coming in the yeah. offense. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure it is. They're waiting for this team to fall off the cliff, but the New England Patriots never fell off the cliff, and they changed their roster over every single time. Jay Binkley alongside me, Cody and Gold down in Las Vegas. The roundtable brought to you by Kansas Lottery. Big game coverage brought to you by Community America Credit Union. Community America Credit Union is proud to be the exclusive partner of the Kansas City Chiefs when it comes to banking. Get your Chiefs checking account, including the exclusive Chiefs debit card at ChiefsChecking.com. Coming up, we'll have more of the roundtable discussion, and we'll ask... Cody and Gold, when they found the D. Next. Break's over. And now that that's taken care of, and you've shown your appreciation, let's conclude the family business. Now, let's get back in to the round table. Back at it here on 610 Sports Radio. The roundtable brought to you by Kansas Lottery. Jay Binkley in studio as Josh is heading to Las Vegas, Nevada. Cody and Gold from Cody and Gold here on 610 Sports Radio on Radio Row down in Las Vegas where they've been all week. And guys, I feel like Wednesday America woke up and discovered the D for the Chiefs. And they're like, oh my God, the Chiefs have a defense. I heard uh, Bob Griffin the third. I heard Colin Coward. Like it was some kind of epiphany and these dudes thought they were having these hot takes that nobody else has said before like the defense is really good are you guys getting the sense down in las vegas that like midweek and all of a sudden hit everybody that the chiefs have a d we're staying at the d too bob yeah. you know we're, that's where we're staying here in las vegas so cool. we've definitely Come. we've been talking about it throughout the entire week and it is bizarre that the the historical context of where people view this defense uh, should be much greater, right? The, the, the light in which people should be much greater. And, and now all of a sudden, I think people finally look at Legereus Sneed in particular and say, wait a second, this guy this guy might have been the best corner in football this entire season. And, and everybody's too busy just looking at all pros and pro bowls instead of actually diving deeper and, and recognizing what he's been able to do and why I think Brandon Ayuk is going to get shut down. Yeah, I, I think Legereus Sneed is going to be a household name, which sucks for us after the Super Bowl because there's going to be people with the Brinks truck backing mm-hmm. up. But, I mean, I, and I think people locally have had a hard time accepting the fact that this is just a different team and a different style of football, you know, than we've been used to seeing over these years. I, I, obviously, I think the national, not disrespect, but not understanding of the Chiefs defense comes from the fact that they're just young. Like Gold said, normally on some of those elite-level defenses – You've already you already know all the names. You're like, wow, it's Ray Lewis and Ed, you know, and it's just kind of like everybody, Ed Reed. It's everybody kind of together, Bob. And because this defense is so young, nobody's put that in there. I had asked Bags about it actually on Monday night, and a couple of other Chiefs players got asked about it. When you look at what they're doing, and I want you to remember that this is an even more offensively driven league than it was in the year 2000. This team right now, defensively, points per game in the postseason is doing something only the 2000 Ravens, the 2002 Bucks, and the 2013 Seahawks did. Do you remember the way everybody talked about those defenses? Oh, God, yes. I like, mean, they were the greatest about things ever, yeah. They all had nicknames, man. They're all Legion of Boom and stuff. Right. Nobody mentions the Chiefs defense in that way. And I think some of it's, again, just because they're young. But they might at the end of this thing. Chris Jones, if he wins the Super Bowl, I think he'll be in the Hall of Fame. Trip McDuffie in his second year in the NFL is already an all-pro. George Karloftis in his second year in the league was already a double-digit sack guy. I think given time and the name availability of those players will get there. By the way, Bob, looks like Sean Payton's about 
15 steps from us. You want us to yell something at him yeah, for you? Yeah, get him on the show. Bring him on over. Well, we're, we are down. efforting that. We are efforting that, actually. Yeah, I'd like Drew's, to know. Drew's working on that. I'd like to know if he understands time zones. Because <laughs> I know he had a hard time and blamed time zones this year for the Denver Broncos being poor. I mean, like of all the excuses you could roll out there, rolling out time zones being an issue is pretty lame and pretty weak. I just want Nathaniel Hackett to walk by right now, too, and I want to see that brief interaction. How That's many people want. are you guys looking at down there at Radio Row that are just there to walk through Radio Row to get noticed but have no interest in going? Like, I saw Stephen <laughs> A. Smith yesterday. I think you guys oh, sent out a picture. Man. Like, that guy was there just to get noticed, wasn't he? Th- th- he was traveling, like, 10 deep, too, Bob. Oh, we God. were saying if, if we had Cody just kind of dressed up really nice and we got, like, 10 people – to walk behind him with a clipboard or whatever, do you think people would start booking him and think he's somebody important? Yes, yes, absolutely. I think it would be hysterical if you guys did that. That should be on <laughs> you the say agenda. I'm a TikTok star or something. You, you know? Yeah, people don't know. They, if, if you if you put on a, a good-looking suit from Dan Dan and walk through Radio Row with like 10 people behind you carrying clipboards, you better believe there would be people running up going, who is that and can we have them on the show? Yeah. They're who, at a brisk pace too. Yeah, oh, go God, yes, walk fast. So who is the person that you guys have seen this week that was clearly there just to hope he got noticed or she got noticed. Okay, so Stephen A. was certainly on there yeah. because his jacket was like royal purple. I'm convinced that that was Little Dicky who we tried to get on the show. I didn't see that man sit down at a single table. I had no who, no clue who the hell that was until we brought it up the other day. I had no clue. I had to show. We had to like look him up so Gold knew who he was. Yes. I was trying to get him to do one rap, you know, just like one Nothing. freestyle for the show. That's all. Not a Nothing. damn thing for Drew you, huh? Drew couldn't even get through, like, the first layer of security he had. There were, like, two more layers probably before you talked to the man. Good Lord. Could you imagine if Taylor showed up there what it would be like? Oh, Bob. This place would shut I down. Mean, yeah. Radio would stop. Yeah. Everybody would just be done if she walked through <laughs> it there. It would be over. But I did. I, I, I saw that Stephen A. Smith thing yesterday, and I'm just like, this guy just wants everybody to notice him. I mean, that that's sad. He walked through the middle too, by the way. <laughs> of course. You know, sometimes in those big, those big, big stars who come here and get a nice check and are just going to one of the outside studios, the big ones. Yeah. Sometimes they'll roll just on the outside, sneak in, do the big show, and then try to sneak. That's out. what Dion did yesterday. Yeah, Dion. Yeah. Dion was here, and he was like, he was only on the outside. Stephen A. came through the middle, <laughs> like he came through everything. Yeah. To get to his side. What are the Niners going to whine about now? You see the story about the fire alarm and right? stuff that yeah. now you know they've been talking about the fire alarm went off, which goes off on a ton of college campuses. Ask college football teams this happens all the time to them that and the, the field was spongy what are they going to complain about this time or is this story going to get more legs the fact that they had to wake up i think 10 minutes early refs are next i guess right yeah, yeah, it's, gotta be. yeah. It's, it's probably refs there will be some call in the game or it's not necessarily the field but it'll be still overall the complaint that uh you know their accommodations in lake las vegas or whatever it was weren't as nice as the chiefs or any it'll, it'll be something like that that impacted their their mindset the entire week and they were put at a disadvantage there'll be always some excuse always gonna be so will you guys enjoy this one more you think i mean we talked to you out there every super bowl and you know, getting that first one a couple of years ago, four years ago with Mahomes, not the first Super Bowl they have, obviously, the first one with Mahomes, that was special right. because you weren't sure it was ever going to happen. You know, they they gone on this losing streak, hadn't been won playoff games, but does this feel different? Because to me, it kind of does. It, it absolutely does. You'll never, you know, the, the first one you had in Miami with this group certainly is, is the all-time 
one for me. But compared to last year, if the Chiefs are able to accomplish this thing on Sunday, it's this year because of everything Bob started the whole conversation with in this roundtable, uh, where people nationally have viewed this team and, and counting them out and how they're you know they, they're truly underdogs in this game, even if now you're starting to see more and more people pick Kansas City to win. The fact that after that Philadelphia Monday night football game where everybody was at, where that Christmas Day game against the Raiders and what seemed like rock bottom, all of that I think adds to this run and why uh, I think it will be more enjoyable for Chiefs fans when they win on Sunday. Yeah, I I think for me, I've said it all along, this is the one that I love the most because during the regular season, people were panicking and freaking out and jumping off the bandwagon, if you want to call it that, and getting mad and getting angry and getting all fed up. I'm like, it's the regular season, bro. Let's figure out what happens in the playoffs then make a judgment. I said, if you make it to the Super Bowl, you get an A. You win the Super Bowl, it's an A+, plus, right? And that's what the Chiefs are going for. They win the Super Bowl, regardless of what happened during the regular season, it's an A+. Plus. And the best thing about that is, I don't think we'd ever seen a team, guys, that wins a Super Bowl that's going to wake up on Monday morning and go, we weren't good enough last year. We've got to find a way to get better and go out and get better from where they were this year. I just, when you go back, I mean, again, the satisfying thing really makes sense. But if you're going to win, like if you're going to be one of those guys that wins five, six, seven Super Bowls, you're going to put yourself at second all-time all by yourself or really go chase the number of seven. You got to win in a year in which you weren't the best team. That's my argument. The Chiefs were not the best roster, the best team this year. They weren't. They weren't. The 49ers and the Ravens had better rosters and probably were more consistently good teams this year. I don't care. Right. That's not, you know, hang the banner if you want for that, just like I think uh, Mark Davis trying to hang the banner for nicest building when he was <laughs> talking about Chiefs players coming to his spot. But, yeah. like, n- no, it's if you win, all of that stuff gets erased, and you got the ring when you weren't supposed to. If I were in the rest of the league, I'd be so annoyed. They're like, how are we supposed to get them at their best if we can't even get them when – when this wasn't supposed to be the year. Yeah, that that's the interesting point in all of this. This was supposed to be the quote-unquote down year, and it looked like it for a little bit in the regular season, even though they were still the three seed. Imagine a down year where you're the three seed and you're in the <laughs> Super Bowl, right? But you're right, Cody. If, if you couldn't get them this year, like there has to be a defeatist attitude around the rest of the NFL, and not just the rest of the league, but the division as well. You're, you're looking around going, all right, the Raiders beat them on Christmas Day. The Broncos finally came through and, and beat them. The Chargers have Harbaugh. Oh, hell, they won the Super Bowl again, and they're mad because they weren't that good, and now they went out and added Mike Evans and T. Higgins and drafted, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr. What the hell? Like, it's not fair. You could, you could just hear it from the rest of the NFL. That, that's why he's Michael Jordan and not LeBron James, Bob, because how yeah. many players did Michael Jordan prevent? Uh, talking about Mahomes in this franchise, how many players did, did they prevent from winning championship? Great players in the NBA, and that's the same thing we're going to be saying, I think, for the next decade plus about some of these other really, really good quarterbacks in the AFC and in the NFL, but you've got Patrick Mahomes who's going to prevent everybody else from racking up rings. Is it still a success if they go and not win? Because I used to not think this is possible. They, they put themselves on the pedestal now. They have to win the Super Bowl. They call it a success. Kelsey was asked about it after that uh, Buccaneers Super Bowl loss. And said, no, it's not because they didn't win the whole thing. But I kind of have changed my mind a little bit because of the way this season has transpired. The ups and downs, and you can't always expect them to be good. I think they overachieved this year. So I would think this would still be a success even if they don't win on Sunday. I think if you get to the game, it's yeah. win or nothing. <laughs> like I, yeah. And I, I even this year. Goldeneye, Goldeneye had the conversation before the playoffs started against Miami, and it was like, Hey, what you want to call, like, I won't be surprised at the time, right? I wouldn't be surprised if they had lost to the Bills or the Ravens at the time. But, 
I even then I was like, no, you don't get a pass with Mahomes. Not when you have that kind of player doing these kinds of things. And now even more so in every single year. They've been in the Super Bowl four in five years. The shortest any season they have ever played is overtime in the AFC Championship yeah. game. Yeah. It's a ridiculous standard, but they set it. They, they, yeah, they, good. No, I said they really have. They set this, this unbelievable standard that is you, you would think it's hard to live up to, but they keep meeting the expectation every year. Well, and they had that chance a couple years ago to go back-to-back. I think that's the other part why it would feel like a little bit of a failure. It's only happened you know, once in the last 20 years, the Patriots, to win back-to-back. But they've gotten two cracks now at, at getting back-to-back titles. And so if, if they don't do it this go-around, too, I think that adds to it. Maybe you know, it's, it's the disappointment, sure. But when you're Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, it really is Super Bowl or bust. And I, I don't think just because there were frustrations in Week 12 that all of a sudden the, the expectation and goal changes. Yeah. All right, guys, before we let you get out of here, you guys are there all day today. What's coming up on the show? What kind of uh, people from Radio Row can we expect? Well, obviously we're going to get into some of the defensive stuff and second-half stuff between the two teams. And uh, I spent some time at the casino last night with Pete Sweeney, so we got to lead the show with something that happened last <laughs> night. Right. And Mark Donovan uh, will join us. We'll, we'll talk a little more about the stadium and, and renovation and future plans for the Chiefs a little bit later on at noon today. All right, and let me know who's walking around trying to get noticed because, quite frankly, that's all <laughs> I really care about from down there at radio. We're like, who, who's the guy that's trying to get noticed but refuses to do injury because that guy's a douche? <laughs> will do. Will do. Thanks, guys. You got it. That's Cody and Gold live from Radio Row in Las Vegas, a roundtable brought to you by Kansas Lottery. I want to kind of finish off today's show, Jay, kind of where we started. And that was, a, I thought, a great question that you had was, what is this team going to be remembered for? We're sitting here Friday before the Super Bowl. I mean, you're starting to get emotional about it again, right? And if you're not getting emotional about it and you're not enjoying this moment, check yourself, man, because these are the, the moments that we live for us a sports fan. This is the this is the time we've dreamed about, the time we've dreamt about. And I don't care that we've been there four times in five years. You've got to act like this is your first and your last. And you've got to embrace this moment and enjoy this moment and stop getting caught up in the minutia of this, that, and the other thing. And sit here on Friday morning at almost 10 o'clock going, we're back in the effing Super Bowl, man. And it's time to go out there and win this thing. And what this team, I think, is going to be remembered for most is the way that they changed their identity and the way that they faced adversity and the way that they overcame adversity all season long. Yeah, I think so, too. I think it's about this defense. Just to be a different Chiefs team than we're used to. This team scoring, you know, 30 points a game, lead the NFL in that. But also the proof people are wrong. Mm-hmm. Kind of shut people up. Yeah. I don't think there's many that didn't go to the water cooler or didn't go to work and say, man, you see the Chiefs? They, you know, it's not their year. I wonder how many people did that with this A team. lot. Because, yes, I know nationally they Two did. Two to six, Carrington and Rob. <laughs> how, many, how many people with the work saying they don't have it this year? They just don't – I don't feel it. There's right. tiny drops. They don't have the skill to do it to go to the Super Bowl. Then all of a sudden they're in it. They never thought, okay, in February we're going to have a Super Bowl party to watch the Kansas City Chiefs. Like how many they, – they proved a lot of people wrong. And I think that's what this team mm-hmm. will be remembered for is – Proving the naysayers wrong, becoming the villain. Yeah, and 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 they are. They they they've become the villain, but a likable villain. You know, it's just, it, they're a likable, likable villain. I think for everybody else out there. But for me, this this is the best one. This has been the best one because so many people have said they can't. And there's nothing better than I like than proving people wrong. And and all the experts and everybody out there who just oh, down on the Chiefs, down on the Chiefs, down on the Chiefs. Well, at the end of the day, I think people are starting to realize that we're watching Patrick Mahomes and Andy. 
Andy Reid teach a master class on how to win in the NFL. And I think when we're all said and done with this era of football, we're probably going to see Patrick Mahomes pass Tom Brady. We're probably going to see Andy Reid have a fistful of rings. And we're probably going to see Patrick Mahomes as the gold standard, not just in the NFL as a quarterback, but the gold standard in sports when it comes to who is the greatest team sport player of all time. And he has the opportunity to continue to add to that legacy. And that's why for, for what I hear from you, Jay, about getting to the Super Bowl, is that just enough? Yes, it's great. It's like making the final four. But if you get there, you might as well win the damn thing. And and each win in the postseason creates a bigger legacy for Patrick Mahomes and a bigger legacy for Andy Reid and a bigger legacy for Travis Kelsey and a bigger legacy for this organization as well. Because when Patrick's done, this can be looked at as the greatest organization in American professional sports. I just look at it differently because usually I'm, I'm with you. You got to get there. You got to win it. That's a success. It's the only way you can have success is mm-hmm. to go there and win a title. Then I was thinking, man, but just think about it, though, because I mean, just think about all the callers and everything right. all year during the post game about that, that Christmas Day game. Oh, the Christmas on, Day game. I walked away, but that was the best thing to happen to this I, I team. I know, but, to, you know, just think, okay, this team is going to be in the Super Bowl. Is that exceeding expectations for a team that, you know, just didn't have it, quote, mm-hmm. this year? And all of a sudden they are because they're there because of the defense. Right. I think that we all realize why this team is in uh, in uh, Vegas. Yeah, I mean, it, it's been it's been defense, and somewhere Marty and DT are smiling mm-hmm. down, looking at this team going, see, we told you defense was pretty good in yeah. Kansas City, right? Defense ultimately does all right, win championships. All right, it's time to give our predictions on the big game. Today's NFL picks are brought to you by T-Mobile. Whether you're home, away, T-Mobile, who do you have in the consolation game, Detroit or Baltimore? <laughs> I've, got, um, I've got Detroit. Snapping things out because Lamar Jackson doesn't play in this game. Right. But so Detroit's excited. I'll Detroit. Detroit you got Detroit. So what do you got? What do you got today? Uh, 27-24 Chiefs. 27-24 Chiefs. Nathan, what do you got? Give me 30-17 Chiefs. I think the Chiefs add on in the fourth quarter and the second half offensive woes are, are snapped. Give me 30-17. 30-17. I got 35 nothing. Sticking with it. 35 nothing Chiefs. Cody and Gold are coming up from Las Vegas. Carrington will be in Las Vegas as well. I guess I'm the only one who didn't get to go. Josh is out there. Bink and I are here. Bink's got pregame, postgame, late game, all kinds of games going on on Sunday. And we'll be with you bright and early Monday morning talking about the back-to-back Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. Kick ass this weekend and let's go Chiefs. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.